Right. Hello, everyone. Um, it's Faz here. This is the end of week four, and I wanted to give you my update on how this week's gone. I wanted to share with you some further thoughts about the week. And also, I want to discuss what I eat on a daily basis. So I, I promised you guys that I would talk about that because I think in that there is an important lesson as well. So firstly, I'm going to give you an update on how my week went. It went all right. So, but just all right. It wasn't great. Um, I did lose about 0.6 of a kilo this week. So not exactly fast. I mentally, I very much, my foot was off the gas. I wasn't quite into it this week. And I lost, yeah, just less than usual, but I still lost weight, about a pound or so, which is fine. Overall, in four weeks, I've dropped about 4.48 kilos, which is around about 10 pounds in four weeks. And as I always say, prior to this four weeks, I'd already done a bit of a cleanup. So I'm fairly confident this 10 pounds is pure fat loss. Now, what I wanted to discuss, first of all, was that, you know what, I've not really felt it this week. I've not really felt it. It's dieting when I first started right at the beginning was a really um, exciting endeavor. Like I was pumped to go. I really wanted it. And I was like, yes, let's get this done. Over this week, it's not been the same. Like I've not had that same feeling. And that's all right. Like it's all right to mentally unfocus a little bit. This will happen to everyone on the diet at some point or another. It's very, very common. You'll go a few weeks into it things would have gone well and all of a sudden it's not like you'll lose motivation per se but you'll just not be as bothered perhaps hunger will be higher and it'll be constant so it won't be that up and down kind of thing and perhaps it'll you'll, mentally you'll just need a bit of a break and that's kind of where I was at this week it was a combination of all the above and as I've said previously appetite will go up and down and that's perfectly normal and you shouldn't be freaked out about it and in the same way, I wasn't. I just kind of ran with it. I still pretty much stayed on my diet. Obviously, I did because I still lost weight. But there was a lot more. It was much more relaxed. I allowed myself to be in less of a deficit. And I was okay with that. There was no sense of disappointment or lost opportunity. I think there's this um, thing that happens in, uh, it's in finance as well. It's like um, fear of missing out. <laughs> FOMO, they call it. So you have a fear of missing out, which is the same with, with anything in life. If you didn't do this, you didn't take that job, you didn't take this business opportunity, whatever it is, you feel like you've missed out. And luckily for me, I didn't really get that. I set my stall out at the start of the week to try and drop, you know, another kilo or kilo and a half. But the fact that I didn't was fine and it's okay. It would be nice, but I know that it'll come next week. And I know that if I play my cards right next week, my average should be down to about 80 and that'll be really good. So the point is, it's all right to mentally unfocus a little bit. It's okay. See, it goes back to what I have talked about a lot in this series is staying in control. Now, this is a common scenario that happens to people. They find, they run into these walls. Either their appetite goes nuts or their motivation wanes or their sense of discipline just goes off the rails. Perhaps life throws something at them <laughs> like, like I've had the past couple of weeks. Won't, we won't go into that uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> I had some follow-up to that, actually. It was quite funny. You know, you know, I did that episode on Karens. And it was the most amusing thing ever because I had a follow-up on YouTube 
<laughs> That's on a side tangent. I follow up on YouTube by someone complaining about this whole idea of me pointing out, you know, the Karens. And I, <laughs> I was very polite. I wanted to point out the irony <laughs> of this Karen essentially complaining about the concept of Karening. Uh, which I thought would have been amazing because <laughs> essentially what she did was she she messaged in and wanted to speak to the manager in this case me <laughs> but I didn't I refrained I was good I was very nice I had a very civil discussion with her um, and it was all good but uh, <laughs> it did cross the back of my mind that I really should have pointed out the uh, the irony of her complaining <laughs> about everything <laughs> anyway um, so as I was saying it's a very common scenario. <laughs> Amazing. Oh dear. See how see how nice I am, people. It's great. So anyway, a uh, common scenario um, in the dieting world is people will go will have these moments where they waver. Now I've I've said before the way that I've kind of framed it before is your appetite will go up and down, your motivation will go up and down, but your discipline should remain. Now there are going to be times where all that happens not just over the course of a day but over the course of multiple days like for me it's been this the majority of this week now a common scenario is people will will run into that and then they'll just give up like i saw a post of a friend of a friend who said that she had a stressful monday and she was just gonna sack off the diet and gym until next monday and i thought to myself that's a long it's a very long predetermined time to say, you know what, screw it. Like for me this week, it's very much been a, I'll take it on a day by day, even meal by meal basis. So that gave me the opportunity to make sure I stuck to the plan. And I, I still, as I say, I still lost weight. It's lost about a pound, about 0.58 kilos, just not as fast as I would have liked. So rather than if you do run yourself into this situation where you feel like, okay, you know what? For whatever reason, I'm not really feeling this. This is not really exciting me right now. Just take it on a day-by-day -day or a meal-by-meal -meal basis. If you get a good meal in, great. If you really don't, then allow yourself that flexibility. I think it's a terrible thing when somebody will just say, you know what, screw it. I, I say terrible, not terrible. Terrible is a strong word. I think it's a very immature thing. And I mean immature in a dieting sense, like a dieting mastery, a mastery of oneself. I think it's a very immature thing to say, you know what, this week's going to be hard. I'll just sack the rest of the week off. See you guys in seven days. That's a very, that shows a very naive attitude towards dieting. And it shows somebody who's not really in touch with herself. I say her because it was a female, not really in touch with herself when it comes to dieting. Um, and I wouldn't normally be this harsh, but this person actually poses as a, as a nutritionist, which is a, uh, shocking really but then it goes back to what i always say the level of um fuckery and the charlatans out there in the diet industry are really amazing um but there you go anyway what i would say is for people who are on a diet where they feel like they're going to falter take it meal by meal just take it meal by meal that's my practical advice for you if you feel good this meal have your meal cool if not fine but try your next meal, try and make it back on plan. I think the more that I've been into this, the more that I've taken the attitude. Whereas previously, maybe when I was in my late teens, early 20s, maybe I would have done that. Maybe I would have said, you know what, this weekend's a write-off. Let's just, 
I'll see you Monday kind of thing. But I think over the years you go, you learn that that's ultimately quite um, self-defeating and you want to try and move away from those attitudes. Move more towards taking it meal by meal because you're far more likely to stay on your plan. And that's why, I, I mean, I felt I've had a fairly unfocused week, but I've still managed to lose weight simply because I've taken things meal by meal. I've not just had that effort attitude. Whereas I felt this way since probably Monday, to be honest, early as Monday. But I've taken things meal by meal. And as a result, I've managed to get the majority of meals have still been okay. I mean, I'm coming on here and I'm framing this week as being a bit of a failure, but it's not really. It's like, it's fine. As I say, I still lost weight and that's okay. And more importantly, I still have left this week with a good feeling about the diet and, and a good sort of feeling about myself. Um, so I think that common scenario that people go through where they say, okay, you know what? If things aren't going to plan, F it all. I'll get back on it next Monday. Basically, that's virtually just saying I give up. You know, it's basically saying I give up because Monday is it that's seven days from now. That's a new diet. That's not the same diet. That's a new diet. Whereas if you just say F it for one meal and get back on it the next meal, then that's, I think you're far more, one, it's you're more likely staying on the diet, which psychologically is very powerful. And two, you're more likely staying in control, which again is a constant theme of what I've been talking about with these. I've really talked about, I mean, I've talked about sort of more fast fat loss, but reality is I'm talking about any kind of fat loss at this stage, really. Feeling in control is huge, hugely important. So refocusing yourself and making sure you do stay in control over the course of the day is super important. Otherwise, you really can just say F it all. And then the damaging thing is when you get back on the scales, because presumably you've gone off the diet, you've stopped weighing yourself. When you get back on the scales, it might be so discouraging that it would actually put you off. Like I can imagine if I'd got, well, I mean, I weighed myself every day, but if I'd say forgot about it and got back on the scales today and I was five pounds up, it would be massively demotivational. And that would have been directly because of my effort all attitude. So, you know, we're all grownups. Let's keep a level of accountability there. So I would say it's all right to mentally unfocus a little bit and just say to yourself, you know what, if this is happening, fine. Let's take it meal by meal at least and let's go from there. But don't blame yourself if it turns into one meal, two meal, three meal, but definitely still evaluate it meal by meal. I wouldn't like this idea of just saying, well, this week's going to be hard. Screw it. See you guys next Monday. <laughs> just, it just seems like giving up to me. It just seems like the attitude of somebody who doesn't know what they're doing which is fine. You know, we all started off like that. But again, it's the whole idea of trying to sell yourself as a nutritionist to other people, um, which I really disagree with. Okay, so lesson on that is, if you guys are on a diet, if you're dieting alongside with me, and you are starting to falter, take it meal by meal, evaluate it meal by meal. Odds are, through some of the day, you're going to be feeling a-okay, and you'll be able to get your good meals in. Other meals, you may want to go off track, and that's fine. But at least this way, you're evaluating things. You're not just blindly throwing your head in the sand and going, screw it. Okay. Now, the second point is, and this is kind of a reminder for myself, uh, as it is for all you guys, as, all, as this entire series is, this is a series of me documenting my own cut and almost acting as a therapeutic va stress valve for me. Because dieting can be a stressful endeavor, and I think... One of the things which is useful for dieting is having a some kind of support network or some way of 
some way of expressing what your concerns are and your thoughts are about a diet. Now, I run a coaching service. I have a coaching service which acts as one, a support network, but two, a source of knowledge um, and experience for my clients. I have uh, two models. I have one is a one-to-one coaching model where people can work closely with me as much as a daily basis, you know, where they get their training and dieting all sorted out. I also have a group coaching model. And the group coaching model is really quite nice because you not only do you benefit from that customized training and diet, just like you would if you're working one-to-one with me, you also get the benefits of the social aspect of the group as well, which is really important. We know from studies, for example, that if you surround yourself with people who are congruent with your goals, you're much more likely to succeed with those goals. So that's why the group coaching model works particularly well. So if you are interested in either of those, drop me a message, um, either just DM me, or if you go onto my website, there is a form to try and get in touch with me. If you're watching this on YouTube, in the comments, there'll be a Google Drive form to work with me. So go ahead and just contact me somehow and I'll get back in touch with you. And uh, we can look at working together. Between those two options, I've usually got something within most people's price ranges and budgets as well. But yeah, let me help you. If you're doing this as well, let me help you. All right. So I was going on to my next point. Now, I've said that it's okay to go off plan a little bit um, and mentally just focus yourself after every meal. What I would say is, it's also a point that you should aim to not be too laissez-faire week by week. I think if you get to the point where you are dieting and it's just a slog, not only day by day, but week by week, I think just end the diet at that phase, at that stage. Because you don't want to fall into the trap of just perpetually dieting. Like this week, for example, I've felt like I'm dieting. but um, and, I, and I have, I've lost say half a kilo a pound. But let's say I didn't lose anything this week. I probably still would have felt like I was dieting because most of the meals were dieting kind of meals. And I still felt restricted at certain portions of the week. So conversely, you don't want to fall into the trap of constantly feeling like you're dieting, even if you're maintaining your weight. Or let's say you've, I don't know, let's say you've actually completely um, screwed up and you've, gone, you've been going up in weight. Let's say you've, you've been on a diet phase, you've actually gained a few pounds, or let's say you've just maintained. You may well feel like you've been dieting the whole time, simply because you have that out-of-control feeling, that stress associated with thinking you're on a diet, starting every Monday with, I'm on a diet. That, for some people, can actually be quite stressful. And this is part one of the reasons why I do these talks, because I aim to take away that stress by letting people see that they are in control if they want to be. This is their choice. And part of making it your choice is understanding that if your diet in this very instant is not like, yes, this is exciting, I want to do this, then you know what? And if that goes on for like a couple of weeks, let's say, a couple of weeks is just a slog, you know what? You don't have to stick to it. You can just go bound onto maintenance for a while and eat a lot more over the course of the day. You don't want to fall into this trap of constantly feeling like you're dieting because before you know it, a couple of weeks spans into a couple of months and a couple of months spans into a couple of years. And I've known people who have basically felt like they've been dieting for a couple of decades. That At that stage, it's so ingrained 
to fail the diet, that it's just your life. Your life is just a series of bad dietary practices. And that's massively unproductive, not only from a body composition, uh, from a fat loss point of view, but from a body composition point of view, because it usually lends itself to people going ham on the diet for like a few hours or a few days at a time and then just binging. And they might not call it binging, you know, because that's quite a strong word, but essentially that's what it would be. Which And they're dieting just enough to maintain their weight, but then they're binging enough to offset that. So you don't want to fall into the trap of constant dieting because that can just lead into months, into years, into decades. And if that sounds like Faz is being very sort of like doomsday-esque, well, look, I've seen it happen. You know, I have the experience of knowing these people because they're far, it's far more common than you think. You know, the average sort of, you know, 40 to 45, 50-year-old, sometimes male or female, you know, odds are they've probably been dieting on and off for many, many years. If you ask them when was the last time you didn't feel like you're on a diet, it might be a while. It might be just isolated occasions on a Saturday night or a Friday night, you know. Um, but the reality is they're, they're mostly always dieting, just their binges kind of offset it. And we don't talk often enough about binges for a lot of people. I think it's a very real thing that happens. And this is kind of what I mean. You don't want to feel like you're constantly dieting and that lend itself to years of poor fat loss, but more importantly, poor body composition overall and a bad relationship with food. So my advice on that is if you do feel like you've been falling into this trap where you have just kind of maintained your weight despite you trying to diet, but then having sort of larger meals or like binging on chocolate, et cetera, and that's just stalling your weight, or let's say you're going back up in weight, and that's been going on for a couple of weeks, just stop the diet. Stop the diet and go on to a proper maintenance, fill out your meals a bit more, eat more throughout the day, and just maintain for a while until it feels exciting to diet again, and that's all right. Don't fall into the trap of perpetually dieting. And if you're out there, you're listening, and you're you know, anywhere between, say, 18 to 28, and you feel I'm describing you, for God's sake, stop. Okay? Because you're young now. You've got your whole life ahead of you. Do not do that until you're 38 and then 48. All right? Stop now. Stop trying to diet. Give yourself a break. Maintain your body weight. Wait till it's exciting and then go again. You do not want to be stuck in a cycle of perpetually dieting. And if you're older, you know, if you're already there and you feel like I'm describing your life for the past few years, stop. And I would say at that point, for either of you, whether you're young or you're middle-aged or older or whatever, get in touch. Okay? Let me help. And I, this, this, this episode is not meant to be a big sort of like um, advertisement, but I see so many people struggling and I would love to help them because that's what I do. Just reach out and get in touch. If you're, you know, if you've always struggled with your weight precisely because of these ups and downs, just get in touch. Spend the money, get in touch so you can be happier and be equipped with what you're doing for life. Take it from somebody who knows, like I'm gonna be 40 this year. There you go. Oof, the cat's out of the bag. I've let the age out of the bag. Like you don't want time is something you can't get back. And once it's gone, it's gone. You become painfully aware of time, the concept of time, the older you get. You don't really think about it in your 20s and early 30s. But you become painfully aware that your life is basically going one direction and you don't want to waste your time. And you realize all those wasted years when you were younger of going up and down in body weight, thinking you know better, 
it's not worth it. Get down to a lean body weight. Find somebody who can help you. Let me help you and then go from there. Anyway, that's all I'll say on that. Um, but I, I believe in it strongly because I know I can help people. I know my system works. But anyway, <clears throat> I wanted to end this week by talking about what I eat and why it's kind of important um, that I eat what I eat. So I said that I eat with a lot more variety and flexibility than people would think. And essentially, I do. So let me talk you through what a typical day looks like. On a typical day, I'll have two meals, which consist of a high degree of vegetables. So in both meals, we'll probably have around about 400 grams of veggies, which is a lot. Weigh it out. <laughs> if you don't believe me, it's not just a handful, it's a lot. Okay. And that'll normally be something like cauliflower rice, carrots, peas, all that kind of stuff. And then on top of that, I'll usually have a portion of either legumes, beans, or pulses, or lentils, about 200 grams of that. Then on top of that, I will have about 200 grams of some type of meat. Lately, it's been either pork loin or it's been chicken thighs. Notice I don't go for the very low fat options. Ultimately, they're not as satisfying, especially when you're eating a lot of vegetables and a lot of legumes and lentils, et cetera, where the, where the um, fat content is very low. So I aim to have slightly fattier cuts of meat because even though they're higher in calories, ultimately they just, they slow the digestion of the food down a little bit. So it sticks with me a little bit more. They're ultimately a bit more satisfying, a bit more tasty. Now the fiber content of my day is pretty high. That's the next thing which will be evident in the meals. Combination of vegetables and legumes and pulses, et cetera. Fiber intake is very high. Now the government recommended amount is about 35 grams. I'm on roughly double that. The average person in the UK gets about 10 to 15 grams. So I'm about seven times, or five to seven times higher than the average person, which is great for satiety because fiber takes up a lot of space in your stomach while it's digesting and also keeps you very regular, which is uh, not something that I, uh, I enjoy talking about. I'm not one of those poop humor kind of people, but there you go. But it, it, nonetheless, it's important. It keeps you feeling healthy. It keeps you feeling good. So yeah, fiber intake is huge. And I think it's got to be fiber which comes from your food. So you'll notice that there's a strong element of fiber, a focus on fiber in my dieting strategy. Not as much of a focus on protein as you would expect. I've found over the years that I need fiber. I need a small amount of fat alongside a reasonable amount of protein. Above and beyond a certain amount of protein, which is roughly 0.8 grams per pound, I don't feel a massive benefit in terms of society. And in terms of muscle loss, I'm not bothered whatsoever about that. I, it just doesn't happen. It's not something I need to worry about. I train hard with weights and eating sufficient amount of protein is a-okay. So I was talking about the composition of my meals. So those are two meals. And then I'll usually also have one or two servings of this next meal, which is two scoops of whey, in a little bit of water to form kind of like a pudding type of consistency. On top of that, I'll throw in a handful of cacao nibs, which I like, either cacao nibs or cacao buttons. Um, and that is, you know, 100% dark chocolate. Um, that's quite good because it does allow you again to have more fiber, a ton more fiber, which is adds to my daily amount. But also on top of that, it gives you a little bit of variety and crunch in your mouth which is good. So it's quite 
cannabis are quite crunchy and you it's nice to have the difference in flavor so it's quite crunchy and quite salty so again it's quite a nice flavor but it's not as moorish as regular chocolate so you don't leave the meal thinking god i want more so a couple of scoops away to form a paste then a handful of cacao nibs and then some fruit thrown on top of that fruit i think is brilliant on a fat loss diet it's great i usually get a bunch of frozen fruit um, so that could be berries uh so strawberries raspberries blueberries blackberries whatever um that's mostly what i do i go with berries i'll occasionally ch uh, chop up a banana a fresh banana and slice it on top as well it's a nice dessert and I'll usually have that once or twice, depending on, again, how I'm feeling, how hunger is. If I'm very motivated, I'll have it once before bed, and that's me done. So all of this totals roughly about, I think it's 1,300 calories. This is why I could have two portions of the dessert and still be very low in calories. Now, <clears throat> while it is low in calories, I don't hyper-focus on protein. And that allows me to have a bit more variety in. So you'll notice within a given day, I'm having fruit, I'm having chocolate, yeah? I'm having a range of flavors, of textures, so not just smooth. I'm having crunchy, uh, I'm having meaty, I mean lentils, you know? There's various flavors, various food items. There's quite a high degree of variety in my day. So I've learned over the years that I don't really restrict food items on a, oh gosh, I'm starting this diet, I can't have this X, Y, or Z. Like for example, you'll notice in my diet, I don't actually include any rice or bread or stuff like that. Now that's not a conscious choice to exclude those items because, oh God, I can't lose weight. Because that's really bad psychology. It's more a case of let me eat what I want to eat. And occasionally if I want something extra, like, I'll have a nibble of chocolate before I go to the gym sometimes. Um, I'll have some rice. Like, I went to see my mum the other day and she'd made some rice. So I sat and had a plate of rice with her, which was really nice. So it's not like I'm consciously excluding these items. It's just that the variety of food that I've got allows me to eat the most and with the highest amount of taste while still keeping my calories low. Fad diets and ultimately thorns, which are self-defeating, are all about restriction. I'm not. Again, it goes back to the constant theme of what I've been saying the entire four weeks. It's about control. <clears throat> now, I understand that I eat what I want to eat because it allows me to have the highest degree of satiation for the lowest amount of calories. I'm in control of that. So if I wanted to go off plan and eat some whatever else, you know, whatever it is, I'm perfectly happy to do so. I don't want to begin a diet from the purpose of what I, from the viewpoint of what can't I eat? What's off the menu? That is completely the wrong way to approach a diet. And people might say it's just like a semantics thing. Like, yeah, but Faz, you know what? Realistically, you're not having a great deal of rice and bread, are you? So that's part of what your diet is. And I would disagree with that because that's not the way I view it. And the way that I view it is of extreme importance as a, hopefully I've impressed upon you over the last four weeks your feelings of control are everything in this. So if you begin a diet by saying, oh, what can I eat? What's off limits? And this is typically what people do. They go, well, what's off limits? And then when are my cheat days? <laughs> it's like you're setting yourself up for the worst of both worlds. You're feeling restricted. And at the same time, you've got this carrot on a stick to look forward to. It's just the wrong psychology in every possible way.
It makes you feel good for about an hour out of the week and you feel crappy the rest of the time relative to the hour. The reality is you should feel good and positive about your food choices for the majority of the week. And every now and again, you might feel a bit like, ugh, and that's okay. You can either do something about it or not, and it doesn't matter. The point is that the majority of the week, you feel good because you're in control, because you've made these choices. You're doing this to yourself, and you, are, you love where you're going with this, and you're excited about the diet. Do you see the mentality shift there? Now, that is crucial. It's crucial to, to the entire process. You've got to feel in control. And this is one of the reasons why when you're working with somebody as a coach, you want to try and involve them in the process of creating their diet rather than just say, here you go, like here's your macros <laughs> or like here's your meal plan. Both are just as bad. You, know? you want to just say to them, look, here's perhaps a starting template for a meal plan. Let's try and move this around very quickly. Some, some clients will insist on that. They'll go, look, I really don't know what I'm doing. I'd like you to model me a template. And that's fine. I can do that. Some clients are far more. So other clients will be like, okay, well, I, I'm just, just give me my macros and I'll go. And that's fine as well. But ultimately, you want to work with that client to look at what they're eating on a day-to-day -day basis because that will determine whether they can stick to it or not. You've got to enjoy it. You've got to, be, you've got to enjoy it and you've got to feel in control. Those two things are massively important. And if you're not enjoying it and you don't feel in control, ultimately, you will probably fail. And you should just stop what you're doing, reevaluate, maintain for a couple of weeks, and go at it again with a better plan. Yeah, and, and not, not to overstate the point, but con for God's sake, stop wasting time. Contact a good coach like myself who actually knows what he's doing and has instructed many people to do the same and stop wasting your time. So um, what I eat is, yeah, those, usually that. But hopefully I've expressed the point that I choose very much what I like to eat based on satiety and taste and variety. And if I want to go off plan, I will go off plan and I won't care about it. Okay. So hopefully that episode was useful. I'm going to call it there. Um, so just to kind of summarize what we discussed, one, it is all right to mentally unfocus a little bit, but if you do that, take things meal by meal. Don't just say, screw it on Monday like I saw that person on Instagram do and then come back to it next Monday. And secondly, also, don't conversely, don't fall into the trap of constantly dieting. So if you do feel bad about your diet or feel like you don't want to do your diet, don't force yourself to do it. If it's not something which is in intensely exciting and fills you with like hopes of what you're going to look like and how ripped you're going to be, don't do it. Lay off it. Go maintain for a while until you get that fire back again. Otherwise, you may well find yourself 20 years down the line having wasted your entire life constantly feeling like you're on a diet. And if that does describe you, get in contact. The final thing I talked about was what my typical meals look like. All right, folks, hopefully you found that interesting. Um, I'd love to have some feedback on this, whatever it is, actually, positive or negative. I actually really like the interactions, regardless of whether I... Um, completely agree with them or not. I, I love the interactions. And also, um, five-star reviews on iTunes will be amazingly helpful. I did manage to, <laughs> I managed to breach top 100 in the Danish education podcast. How amazing is that? 
Like, thank you to my Danish listeners. Um, you guys are amazing. Uh, thank you so much. But yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I put it up on my Instagram. Um, but uh, I was actually, <laughs> I was amazingly proud of myself. I have to admit, like, I, I really was. I was immensely proud of myself. I was like, wow, this is, it was really cool. So yeah, five-star reviews are really helpful. It does help to get my message out there. I am listening to the education podcast because I feel it's maybe more useful for education than nutrition. I don't know. But um, in any case, hopefully you are all well and I will speak to you all soon. Please do, yeah, interact. Let me know what you think. All right, take care.